Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Wow. That's the new guy? That's the new guy. Where, where did we get him? The uh, sex offender registry? <gasps> It throws me off every time I'm not used to his voice. I know everybody's voice here, but that one is like, oh, who's that? Somebody that's like new. The, yeah, huh? That's like the guy that announces the dogs at Westminster, it sounds that, like, you know. You got to drink the How'd you like to come home to that guy every night? How are you? Come on in the kitchen. I'll make you a nice dinner. You got to smoke a lot of cigarettes and drink a lot of whiskey to get a voice like that there. Yeah. We used to have a listener that used to call in all the time that sounded like that, only it was a woman. <laughs> Do you remember when I first came on the show, I remember this woman calling in every now and then, and she sounded like that. Okay, I can see we're in rare form today. Big show on the way. Puxatawney Phil in trouble. Uh, What'd he do? Well, we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, well, Uh we'll find out. It it appears that uh, he'll be up against the legal system here in the United States, and he could end up with the death penalty, is what they're saying. Not surprised. We'll find out more about that a little later on in the show here. I don't want to... Holy cow. Holy moly. Just aim in another direction. <laughs> Stacy, save us. Well, Montana is about to become uh, known for, uh, I think, their roadkill uh, gourmet food. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new bill that's being uh, passed, and they're just waiting for the governor to sign it, where they could scrape that deer right off the road or whatever it is, and they could cook them up, serve it up, and make it a $5 special. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. (laughs) Let me just ask you, are there any other radio shows that you could be listening to about your animals that would have this kind of information for? Of course not. Of course not. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. Thankfully. Joey Volani, what will you be talking about today? Can you even top any of that? No, I can't. I'm not even going to tell you at this point because I can't top it. No, we're going to be talking about alternatives um, to um, just your regular, ordinary shampoo when you want to wash your pet um, multiple times a month. How's that? That's good. See, that doesn't top it. We could talk about shampooing roadkill, um, and uh, that might top it. That's next week. Beauty, clean okay. it before you eat it. <laughs> we'll also check in with the folks that uh, went to South by Southwest Festival, and they had the Cat Video Festival. This is where they showed hours of cat videos on, a uh, festival just on just cat, on cat videos. videos, which wow. is you know you can spend a whole day online on YouTube just watching cat videos. Oh, you if can you spend want. a whole week. You know, yeah. I was going to say that cat videos are cool. They really are. I mean, I've noticed on Facebook that that a lot of cat videos will have been popping up, and I gravitate right to them because I know something exciting is going to happen. Well, they're like potato chips. You can't watch just one because nope. then you see another little thing. It's like, oh, I got to try that one. Oh, I want. Oh, look at this one. I got to try this one. And then next, you know, three hours have gone by, and your boss is mad and. Oh, well. Well, there you go. There you go. Hey, we're going to also answer your questions. Dr. Debbie, our veterinarian, answering your medical questions about your animal, please. Uh, Dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, our groomer, Joey Volani. And animal communicator, Joey Turner. In fact, uh, let's go to the phones next. 1-866-405-8405. I wish we could bring an adorable puppy to uh, Kim Jong, whatever his name is. The lunatic North Korean man. Well, he has Dennis Rodman, which is pretty close to a puppy. Yeah, that's right. That's like a puppy. He may eat it. We bring him a puppy. <laughs> Delicacy. He just looks like a chubby little bully, doesn't he? He just wants to blow people up. You know what's funny is um when back in New Jersey when I had this when I had the Nash Academy, 
um, we had a lot of um, Korean students, and um, we had a big Korean clientele in northern New Jersey that took very, very good care of, of their pets. But I had this one student, and she was exceptionally good, and one day she whispered to me, she goes, did you ever eat dog? Um. And I just, I didn't know what to say. I would say, what what's the best, you know, the best to eat? I mean, you know, they must they must have like a, a preferable well, apparently, breed. No, apparently they have a breed that's just bred to um consume, and then they have their breeds that are that are domesticated. I'll tell you, I'm troubled by this. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is not the way we normally talk about our pets. Isn't it? Isn't it strange the way you know every culture is like we we have no problem eating a cow. You know, cows are cute, deers are cute, and I and that's my thing. I won't eat anything that isn't cute. You know, I mean, if the animal's not cute, I'm not eating it. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your Dream Team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Say hi, Judy. Hi, team. Hi, Hi, everybody. You never, you never talk because you're always I'm, on the I'm, phone. I know. I usually don't. Yeah, I'm usually behind the scenes dialing numbers without my headphones and stuff. And I'm not. We need to get Alan to train the dog to answer Which the one? phones. Ah, <laughs> anyone. <sighs> you know, you could do that. Yeah, to answer the phones, screen calls. Not that hard. Not that hard to do. Uh, maybe they could do better than me. Oh boy, <laughs> Hal, this is your Man. time to be quiet. Just yeah. don't, don't say anything. Hal. <laughs> Good advice. Good advice, there, Alan. <laughs> Save me, Stacy. Well, you remember the show Green Anchors. Uh, New York is where I'd rather be. Remember that? Uh, I don't know. You know, each week I seem to be singing more. Pretty soon we're going to get a whole song out of me. I have a feeling. Hmm. Anyway, um, Lisa, Lisa Douglas, remember? She was uh, the wife on Green Acres. She hated being in that little town with the pigs and the whole bit. Oh, yeah. Well, her husband could have stayed in New York City because they're trying to be able to get pigs legal in New York to keep in apartments and stuff. There's a whole big thing that's going on, on the online about that. I'll tell you all about it. Dun 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 dun, dun. coming up on Animal Radio News. <laughs> uh, you know what? We need to create an album. Her first album. Stacy Cohn sings the go. whatever. On the show today, Puxatani Phil. This hour we're gonna talk about what kind of trouble he's in. Apparently uh legal trouble and I hope he has a good lawyer because he could be up against the death sentence. Wouldn't that be really yeah. sad next year in February? No Puxatani Phil? Yeah. He was hung. He's he's got Gloria Allridge. She jumped to his defense immediately. <laughs> uh, but see out here in, in in the West, we actually don't even really listen to Phil. Puxatani Phil's forecast. No, we we don't. We actually have desert tortoises. So they come out of brumation, which is kind of like their hibernation. And that's the signal for spring. Oh, do so, they, uh, they have to see their shadow, too? Nope, nope. They just got to come out of their burrow and kind of walk around, and, uh, and then the party starts. <laughs> so. but you're, but you're, they're about a year behind because they move so slow that yeah. when they come out this year, it's for, for <sighs> last, last year. Last year yeah. hey, hey, he had it better. I'll tell you, Max was better with timing when spring hit than Phil was. So you well, know, That's what they're saying. Down. That's what they're saying, and that's all uh, Phil's troubles. And uh, we'll tell you all about that coming up in the show in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Also on the show today, if you're one of those people that will sit in front of your computer hours on end watching K-12 
cat videos. They're addictive. They are addictive. There's a whole cat video festival going on. Many that are going to be popping up around the country. We'll talk to a guy who's a curator for this. Yeah, what were you going to say? I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Do you want to go to the phones? Let's go to the phones then. one 405 8405 That's toll-free to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. And let's go to Wayne. Hey, Wayne, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on? I got Alan right here. Well, I have always had large dogs like Great Danes and Labs, and right now we had gotten a cockapoo puppy uh, back in July, and she has turned out to be the most ornery, independent little bugger that I have ever seen. And just trying to get her to learn how to come, and I'm I'm sure she, you know, knows, but she thinks, you know, it's more fun to just run away and, and think you're going to chase her and play. Yep, that's what she's seeing, uh, Wayne, is that it's a game. In her dog mm-hmm. mind, you're playing a game with her, and there's no incentive uh, for her to listen to you because she's not recognizing you as being in charge, buddy, being the strong, confident leader that I know you can be. And the best way to teach your dog to come is to think about what you're doing first. got to present a calm, confident front, and you have to call your dog when you know your dog is going to come. And the best way to do that is to attach a leash to your dog, six-foot-long leash. And then you're going to do little training sessions where you're going to say, come, one time. And so then you say, come, and if your dog doesn't listen, you slowly reel your dog in. When your dog gets to you, you put your dog in the sit position. You say, good dog, and give your dog a treat. And you do it over and over again probably every day, at least every other day, for 20 minutes. You do it over and over again, nothing else. You don't allow your dog to think that it's playtime. Another important thing is before you do it, you make sure your dog is calm. It's like letting your dog out of a car. When you go somewhere with your dog, your dog's in the car, you don't open the door and let the dog out because the dog's insane. You make the dog calm down. Everything you do, you make the dog calm down before you do it. So before you let your dog out of a car, you make the dog be calm just by sitting there when the dog dog mellows out, you let the dog out. And slowly over time, you teach your dog to be mellow except during playtime. So when it's train time, that's what you're going to be doing. And after a, a month or two of doing it with a six-foot leash, you're going to get yourself one of those 30, 40-foot retractable leashes, and you're going to start doing the same thing with that until you're totally confident that your dog will come without the leash, and then you remove the leash. And if your dog is totally coming to you when you say come, you're giving your dog a treat every time, that's when you move to a public place and you start doing it there. So it's step by step very important okay and and the other thing that she does that's really annoying is that she just likes to bark when does she bark well i'm an over-the-road truck driver so i'm only home like every couple weekends but my wife and son are there and i was able to start training her for a while this summer when i had to be home for you know a medical reason for a couple months and she had gotten actually quite good on the leash doing what you had just told me and then it seems like she's relapsed to where now she sure, just thinks it's sure. a plaything. But as far as the barking, she just, for no really good reason, will, you know, it's almost like she's trying to tell you, I want to play, and, and, you know, she just wants to bark until she gets some attention. Okay. Well, you know, that's that's a good point. Because if you're giving her attention when barks, then she will continue to bark. And, and that's that's what dogs do. They like attention. They like negative attention. They like positive attention. So if you're not giving your dog attention, she will bark to get attention if you're giving it to her then. So you have to correct her when she's barking by giving her a short jolt with a leash or saying, no, quiet. 
and then putting her in her crate or putting her in a dark room, giving her a timeout. And then you have to give her attention and affection when she's doing what you like. To teach her, that's the proper thing to do. So whenever you see your dog just laying there doing nothing, that's when you go pet your dog. And you say, good dog. When your dog is manic, revved up, cranked up, juiced, you pay no attention to your dog. You give them no attention. You give them nothing when they're acting like that. And over time, they figure it out. The hardest thing for people to do is to let their dogs know what they want, know the behaviors that they want. That's the challenge for all people that are listening right now is, how do I make my dog understand what it is I want my dog to do? And that gentleman we talked to a week or two ago, the Australian guy, Hal, the clicker trainer, that's that's a great method for people to learn about clicker training because it's a, it speeds up the process of letting your dog know what you want from your dog. And the other problem you have, Wayne, is that you're not there all the time, and your wife and your child, your son, they have to do the same thing you do. You have to act as one. You have to be a united front. If one person lets dog on furniture and the others don't want them on furniture, it never works. It makes the dog crazy. Everybody has to do the same thing in the house. Everybody. Okay. Is that useful, helpful information? I sure hope so. Is there like a website that I can check out, that clicker trainer that you just mentioned? You know, there's a woman who has a great book out. Her name is Karen Pryor. If you just go on the Internet, put in Google clicker training, she's going to pop right up, and you can learn all about clicker training. It's a very simple and very effective method for training dogs, but there's nothing more effective than your time. You have to put the time in. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in 10 minutes. You've got to be consistent. You've got to be calm. You've got to be assertive and powerful. And you've got to do it on a daily basis to show your dog structure and what it is you expect and want from your dog. And when you do that, you'll have a happy, calm dog and a happy, calm household. Oh, that's what everybody wants. All right. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Hey, thanks for your call, Wayne. one 405 8405 That is toll-free. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialists. Retailers. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? 
Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40 so you can finally lose the weight and all of the other menopause symptoms simply go away. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-851-8111. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-851-8111. That's 1-800-851-8111. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio. Just a few minutes, we'll give you the 411 on Puxatani Phil and his trouble with the law. I see this is very upsetting for you also, Alan. Ugh, ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. It's ridic- this is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's uh, hit the phones. Oh, what, Stacy? Oh, I'm sorry. Stacy, what are you working on? Well, here's a talented woman that maybe you'd like to date. It's a woman from China, uh-huh. and uh, she was smuggling tadpoles onto a plane, but she smuggled them in her mouth. Yeah, very interesting. And What? she didn't swallow yeah. any of them. Maybe you wouldn't want to date her. Anyway, I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. I don't know. She sounds like kind of a fun woman. It's <laughs> <laughs> your type, pal. So I have one question for you, Dr. Debbie. Yes, what might that be? Well, last week... Brit Savage reported that iguanas have two penises. It absolutely is true. Yes, they have two. And you know, we actually, well, I don't know. Guys don't like talking about this kind of thing. But we recently had, we recently had、um, a little lizard that had to have his hemipenis amputated.、Um, so he got a little kind of funky infection down there, and、uh, we had to basically surgically remove them. So, wow. Poor guy had two of them,、wow. and he lost both of them. Lost both of them. <laughs> Doctor Debbie sounds happy about it. Yeah. Why do they have two? What are the? What's the purpose? Um, it, it's just the way that they were created. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Well, why look a gift horse in the mouth, right? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes the guy upstairs just likes to clown around. That's all. I mean, there doesn't have to be a reason. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we're having one of those shows, ladies and gentlemen. I wish I had one. <laughs> fine without any. You're fine without any. Every guy in America is crossing his legs right now. You know that after your story. Yeah, I love watching you guys squirm because it's just it's just too much fun to harass you guys. <laughs> Doctor Debbie, is it true that the great white iguana snail has over one thousand testicles? <laughs> Now I, you could be making up stuff. I have no idea about snails. I don't work on snails. Irwin, please save us. Yes. <laughs> How are you doing? Where are you calling from, buddy? I'm calling from Reseda, North Hills Factory. Okay, what's going on? California. Well, I have a mission that、uh, refuses to、um, eat、uh, whatever you give him or you give her.、Uh, I tried the、uh, tried dried dog food and he doesn't want it. I、uh, tried the、uh, mighty、uh, dog food in can. She doesn't、mm-hmm. like it, but 
strangely okay. enough, uh, last night I gave her a piece of uh, uh, eggplant uh, from uh, Filipino cooking, and she likes it. Okay. <laughs> and, well, she's got good taste, huh? <laughs> now, is there anything else going on with her? Is she doing any vomiting, drinking more than usual, having problems pooping? No, actually, uh, none of the, uh, she's, uh, she's drinking, I guess, normally, uh, but uh, she barks whenever she drinks a little bit. And she then, barks? Uh, she drinks it. She barks. Barks? Know, she, uh, vomits? No, she doesn't vomit, but, uh, like, uh, when you, when you drink uh, the first uh, drop of water, like it came in so fast, that's how she uh, okay. she reacts. So, like, she kind of coughs and it up almost. Kind, it kind of uh, coughs, uh, coughs it up, and then okay. uh, she drinks it again. Okay. Well, tell me, but how old is your girl? Uh, I suspect she's uh, pregnant, but I don't know how to tell she's pregnant or not. Oh, okay. So she's not spayed then, huh? Okay. When, when was she in heat last? About a month ago. Okay. And is there a chance she got together with a boy? No. Okay. All right. Well, then, you know what? I'm going to tell you, uh, the number one thing I'm going to advise you to do is get your baby and pack her up into a, a vehicle and get her to a veterinarian. Um, because when I hear of a female dog that was recently in heat and isn't eating, um, the number one thing I want to check out for is something called a pyometra. And this is a condition in female dogs when they're not spayed, what happens is their reproductive tract, their uterus, becomes infected. And it usually happens about a month after they've had their heat cycle. And um, if we're pretty certain she hasn't had uh, any kind of breeding and she couldn't be pregnant, some dogs will even get kind of a distended belly and even look like they're pregnant. Um, but some of the really big warning signs of this can be um, a lack of appetite, vomiting, drinking a lot of water, excessive amounts of water, and then some females will actually have um, kind of a pussy discharge coming from their vaginal area. So you may not have all those things going on, but because the risk of this is so serious and it is a potentially fatal condition, I'm going to recommend you get their baby to that veterinarian um, and get, get her checked out. Um, and if he says, you know, hey, it's not a pyometra, then I'll feel a lot better, but I don't want you to take a risk on this, especially on a weekend. It's just uh, too dangerous. What can I do at least to entice her to uh, eat? That's the main problem. How, how old is your dog? I'm just curious. About about three months. I mean, three years old. Three and, and has your dog always been a finicky eater, or is this just a, a, a current yeah, problem? Yeah, something... she's been finicky. She's been choosy all, all the while, all the time. All the while. Okay. Mm. All right. And and that's you know that may be the case, but like I said, you know, for me the focus. Uh, I was thinking she might be uh, displaying this uh, gestation, uh, what do you call this? Uh, she might be uh, displaying to me uh, kind of this uh, that gestation period where, uh, like humans, they don't feel like eating. If Dr. But Dr. Debbie's, you know, you, you take the dog to the vet, make sure there's no problems, and if there are no medical problems... Dogs will eat anything. I mean, you put something in front of a dog, a dog is going to eat it. So the dog has figured out that she can manipulate you and can and can control you just That's by ignoring her food. Too. That's what I was what? thinking too, because she eats, she eats, uh, she eats vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I fed him, I fed her uh, vegetables.
ball last night and she hit it uh, with no with no hesitation. Hmm. Okay. Well, I I hope she's just being a fussy gal. And if that's the case, you know, I know Ellen would probably support, you know, a little tough love to making sure that uh, she'll eat and she'll eat what you provide for her. Um, yeah, buy her dog food, stick it in front of her and walk away and and don't pay any attention to her. <laughs> oh, yeah, I tried that. Uh, I tried that. And uh, she just uh, looked at it. She looked, she looked at the food then turned away and walked away. You, you tried it once. You got to do it consistently, constantly, never change. Just get the food, stand there with it, whatever food you choose, put it down and walk away and and just forget about it. Don't even think about whether she eats or doesn't eat. Just forget about it. Okay. I'll try that well, approach then. And definitely, if this baby isn't eating for you today, I, you know, I'm going to go back to saying, you know, I, I have to be the advocate for your baby. And if there's something medically wrong, I don't want you waiting this weekend and uh, just trying different foods to get her to eat. So if she has no appetite and has any of those other symptoms, please get her to a veterinarian. Mm. Hey, thanks for your call today, Erwin. We appreciate it. one 405 8405 How long should an animal stop eating before you really need to get to the vet? Well, it really depends on the pet. So if we have a track record of being a, a picky eater and where you always pull something off the table and you indulge them, um, that's hard to gauge. So it's, it's one reason why you want to stick to a faithful, stable diet so you don't encourage that, so you know how to interpret um, a good eater. For me, if a pet's not eating and there's something else going on, um, really, for my dogs, if they weren't to eat for 24 hours, I'd know that's a serious problem. Some picky eaters could go two days, three days. Um, but you know what? Um, I, I'm just really, really concerned about his doggy, um, you know, having potentially some reproductive problems going on there. So Okay. It's so interesting because I just helped somebody with that same problem uh, two weeks ago. So funny. You know, she, you would think that she is an executive chef for this dog. <laughs> you know, so she took the dog to the vet. There's no problem. I'm like, stop making a big deal out of this. Just put the food down and walk away. Just put it mm-hmm. down and walk away. They eat whatever. Dogs will eat anything. So, basically, it's working now. Good. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. In Long Island, a dog named Bentley took his owner's car for a joyride and ended up crashing into a coffee shop. The 50-pound dog's owner, musician Brian Mayer, said he just wanted to keep his best friend warm, so he left his car running while he ran into the Cool Beans Coffee House to sign up for an open mic night. The next thing I knew, Mayer explains, I looked up to see my van coming at me in the window with Bentley in the driver's seat grinning at me. Luckily, there were no injuries, although a window and some patio furniture were damaged. Bentley seemed to enjoy the ride, wagging his tail happily after he got out. The owner of the coffee shop took it all in stride, calling Bentley a really sweet dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice.
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40 so you can finally lose the weight and all of the other menopause symptoms simply go away. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-851-8111. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-851-8111. That's 1-800-851-8111. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, in a city of high-rises and teeny tiny apartments, pigs are found mainly on menus, like, you know, with a side of eggs and sausage or maybe in a ham sandwich. But most New Yorkers would never consider making pets out of a backyard animal that's synonymous with, well, sloppiness. The city's health code specifically actually forbids it, and it's forced pig owners in the nation's largest metropolis to keep their swine undercover. Exactly how many New Yorkers own pigs, it's not really clear, but many connect online, and a lot of them have started to create Facebook pages for their pets, and they swap photos. One Brooklyn pig named Franklin is dressed up in Mets baseball gear on his Facebook page and has more than a 1,000 likes. They're all banding together because they're hoping to overturn the city's ban on pigs. They point to the case of Mayor Michael Bloomberg's daughter, Georgina, who adopted a pig from an animal shelter in New Jersey after Superstorm Sandy and then brought it back to Gracie Mansion on Thanksgiving Day. A spokesman for the mayor says she learned it was illegal and took it back to her home in Florida the next day. Well, ready for this? Montana may be the next gourmet capital for roadkill. Yep, they're going to end up uh, having roadkill on dinner tables rather than going to waste. The state Senate has given thumbs up to a bill that would allow residents to harvest deer, elk, and moose that have been killed by vehicles. The so-called roadkill salvage bill has already been approved by the House. It only needs Governor Steve Bullock's signature so it can become law. So you know what? Next time you go into a restaurant in Montana, you say, I want that $5 special, the deer that's got, uh, you know, just a tire tread over its head. <laughs> 
Remember that picture of the uh, black lab that was sitting at a funeral um, for a Navy SEAL? It went all over the Internet, and it was very touching. It was a touching photo. The dog would not leave that coffin. It was draped with a flag over it. Well, the legend of this Navy SEAL, uh, John Tumlison, and his faithful Labrador, Hawkeye, continues to grow. A now-famous photograph of Hawkeye guarding uh, the flag-draped coffin in 2011 inspired an episode of the hit CBS TV series NCIS. According to the executive producer, it all started with the photograph, and the producer, Scott Williams, wrote on the show's blog, the inspired result was the episode called Seek, and it was the night's top-rated show. It served as yet another stark reminder of the sacrifices made by our military men and women, their families, and their pets. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. Christy Lane has touched the hearts of millions through her number one biography and song, One Day at a Time. Christy sings all your favorites. You wiped it dry. I could fly Christy Lane's new special, 59 Timeless Classics. You are the wind beneath my wing. I believe in angels. Something good in everything I see. Call now for these 59 classics by Christy Lane. You get country, gospel, pop. Plus new songs on three CDs, less than half price, only $14.99 plus shipping. That's 1-800-617-1886. 1-800-617-1886. For Christy Lane, it's 1-800-617-1886. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs> Get the child molester guy to say, let's go to the phones. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I think he sounded like Barry White. It sounded very jazzy and very fun. you got to hear him without uh, music under him. Yeah, the first time you heard him, you said he sounded like a child molester. Oh, my gosh, he sounds scary. He's like, and here are your hosts. <laughs> Sounds like he's in a very closet. Soothing. No, sounds like no, he's he... sitting on one of his victims while he talks. <laughs> 
you you are twisted, Alan. That's all I have to say because you know here I'm getting this great jazzy feeling like I'm sitting down listening to music and he's going to snap in his fingertips. I'm twisted. <laughs> Let's talk about removing uh, what do you call it? iguana iguana penises again? Hemi penis, yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we one. save them and put them on necklaces or anything. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Dr. Debbie became a veterinarian just so she could talk about this stuff without getting any shock. She could get away with it. Yeah, you know what? It is always funny because when I do talk to some of my male clients, sometimes there's some that are a little uncomfortable with that kind of conversation. Not not cutting off penises why. necessarily. But just talking why. about sexual organs, and it kind of makes them unsettled. Their eyes avert. They look away. You know, they're they're very uncomfortable about it. So... Um, I'm kind uh, of open about it. I really think it's probably the easiest way to deal with it and laugh. <laughs> you talking to men about that kind of thing is the uh, it's the equivalent of the gynecological exam for women. It's the same thing. Yeah, I suppose, but I'm not going around with a glove coming up to their backsides. <laughs> no, but it's just they're not used to. I mean, like, how many women that are that are hot like you talk to them about things like that? It never happens, you know? It's like, it's so out of left field, you just don't know what to do with it. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to snap my glove, and you watch. Hal is going to jump out of that seat. <laughs> just the sound of it gets him going. Let's uh, head to the phones and help Paul. Calling for Dr. Debbie. Hey, Paul, how are you doing? I've got two issues with two of my aunt, my dogs. Uh, one of them, every time it thunders and lightnings, fireworks go off. Uh, Cody, he's a wolf hybrid. He... Shakes gets up underneath your legs. You can't get away from them. You know, you sit there. I, I try to console them when I'm home, but you know, there's times when I get home and uh, the lady that lets him in and out, you know, didn't go there before the storm or whatever, and you know, there's big old messes everywhere. Oh yeah. You know. Okay. And well, has he always been this way, or did you get him when he was a, a young a youngin, or is he, was he an older dog? No, I, I've had him ever since he was a puppy. He, okay. he used to ride with me in the truck. Okay. Yeah, and, and noise phobia is actually one of the biggest problems we have behaviorally with dogs. Um, it's so common. Um, the challenge is twofold. One is to manage a dog who's having an acute crisis with a, a, a phobia. The second part is to try to help prevent it. And they're totally different things because you can't fix a problem just by trying to dampen their response. You have to go back to the beginnings of where this fear begins. Um, so to deal with the frightened pet, the one that's having these um, behaviors, we look at a couple things. If at all possible, we try to shield them as much as we can from some of these noises. Um, when that can't happen, we look at using um, different things. There's the thunder shirt, which for some dogs can be wonderful. I've had a lot of clients have some really good response by putting the compressive anxiety wrap on their pet. You usually about 30 minutes before they get into the kind of the anticipated storm time. Um, have that on them, and it has a natural way of calming them. Um, also, uh, pheromone collars, which are uh, scent hormones that um, relax the pet in a kind of calming way. The, these therapies can be helpful, but when you have a pet that has a really extreme anxiety and they're hurting themselves or are putting a risk to you know, the household or to themselves, then I'll often look at um, anti-anxiety medications. And there's different classes of what we may da- dabble into. And for me, it depends a little bit on timing and how often the problem occurs. Um, For me, if it's a long-term problem where we anticipate a lot of storms coming on for a period of time, I'll use something kind of more in the anti-anxiety family, something like a a tricyclic antidepressant. Uh, Clomipramine is one that we use a lot in dogs. That's something we can give regularly, and it helps to build up with time. It's not something that's a quick fix. 
we also can use along with that different class of drug. And one I use a lot is called alprazolam. And that's kind of right before the noise, right before the fireworks are going to go off. And here in Las Vegas, oh my God, Fourth of July, we were just, oh, we had so many calls coming in uh, about pets that were having fear. So if we need to use these kind of medications, we do that with veterinary direction. Um, But to to get at the core of it, the core of these fears and anxiety is the noise sets things off and it's their amplified anxiety to that noise, which really isn't all that serious. So we have to go through a, a period of desensitizing and counter conditioning. So that means desensitizing is basically playing sounds of storms or upsetting noises at a very low level. And we practice that, let the pet hear that, and we, we reward calm, quiet behavior when that is on at a very low level. With time, you raise that volume up and you're actually desensitizing them to the noise. The counter conditioning is we're trying to pair that noise, that fearful stimulus, with something that's really favorable. So maybe it's a treat you only pull out at special times, and that becomes what you want them to pair, that sound of the uh, the fireworks or the sound of the storm. Um, chew bones, uh, the interactive toys, things that you can hide food in for the pet. Those kind of things would be the positive uh, reward for a pet behaving calmly when they're faced with low levels of those kind of sounds. so And that's kind of how you do your homework and try to how to correct that problem uh, for your pet or for other dogs, you know, down in the future. Uh, okay. That, that's awesome right there. Because um, last time I had to give him drugs from the vet, it knocked him out. Yeah, it knocked him for a loop, and it scared me. I didn't know if he was going to come out of it. it. It was that bad. Wow. Yeah. And some, some pets can be pretty sensitive with different tranquilizers. So, you know, if that's the case, you know, make sure you ch- mention that to your vet so we, you can back down to a little bit lower dosage there. Right. And number two, I've got a dog that will chew up pillows, blankets, comforters, shoes, pants. Um, <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. Okay. You know, what, what kind of dog is he? Uh, she's a Siberian Husky. Oh, okay. And my fiance is about ready to get rid of it because I got a picture this week that she chewed up her blanket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you have a breed that's very high energy, and a lot of these chewing, shredding behaviors are just pent-up energy and nowhere to put that out. So the biggest part of it is to really wear this child out with extreme activity. So we might be talking about getting into jogging, running, uh, fetching, swimming. Um, even if you have to hire a neighborhood kid to, to practice these activities if you're out on the road, we got to get your dog tired because that's when we get a quiet, calm dog. And I'll tell you, we actually have a treadmill at our office now and I have one of my employees dogs who is just destructive as heck at home and because he gets on the treadmill he comes home at night and he sleeps quietly and he's not urinating in the house and he's not getting into things and it really can make a huge difference so you cannot just skip the benefit of exercise in these pets the next part of it is just kind of briefly it's it's access and opportunity so we got to make sure that we're not leaving this baby as much as you might want free access you just can't trust her unless we've really exhausted her to the point um, that she's fatigued or you've got direct supervision so you just got to keep her um, you know confined in some manner Okay. Let us know if that works. If you need a follow-up, give us a call. 1-866-405-8405. I would teach her how to sew so she can fix everything that she's chewing. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say you, right now, want to take weight. 
Give me the line again. My brain skipped. Uh, Brett Michaels. I just have one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels, Animal Radio. You got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio, and take care of your pets. They will rock your world. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. We'll head back to the phones in just a couple of seconds here. I want to welcome back to the airwaves here at Animal Radio, Dr. Joel Ahrenzweig. He is uh, he's working with a great new product called Flex RX. And if you have an older pet, just like people, our animals can get arthritis. And in fact, 20% of all adult dogs live with the pain of arthritis. Doctor, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, tell us a little bit about what arthritis really is and why dogs get it. Dogs get it for the same reason that, that people get it. Um, too much exercise, um, accidents, infections. Being overweight, obesity is a significant cause for arthritis, both in animals and people. Uh, breed genetics. Some dogs um, are born with predispositions for arthritis. Uh, hip dysplasia and elbow dysplasia are really common in big dogs. Uh, luxating patellars um, in small dogs, and that all leads to uh, um, arthritis. And then there's that uh, you can't get away from it. <laughs> issue about age as we get older as our pets get older um we get arthritis how can you tell if your dog has it or your cat or any of your animals have it um in the in its early stages it's it's really subtle in most cases um dogs getting older uh, has difficulty uh, getting up from a sitting position doesn't go up and down the stairs the way it used to won't or can jump into the car onto the sofa uh, the way it did um, or, or limps after exercise and, and it's natural for us to feel that well this is a function of of getting old and it is but part of that function of getting old is the arthritis and the joints and the difficulty and the pain that, that goes along with it what is your product and it's not necessarily a glucosamine product right it's, it's plant derived no, is that this correct? is entirely different than the uh, glucosamine chondroitin joint health products that have been around now for 20-25 years whether it's an NSAID or a, a nutraceutical like a glucosamine chondroitin, basically these products are masking the symptoms associated with arthritis. With NSAIDs, uh, football players play, get banged up, retire from active play, take pain medications uh, for 10, 15, 20 years, and when the pain medication doesn't work anymore, they go in for their artificial hips and back surgery and, and knee surgery. That's because even though the, the pain relievers reduce pain, the, the process of arthritis is ongoing. Once it starts, it, it's very, very difficult to stop. And, and the way that FlexRx differs from virtually anything else on the market, either a nutraceutical or uh, an NSAID, is that it actually works on the underlying causes of joint deterioration. And unlike prescription drugs and NSAIDs and the traditional over-the-counter nutraceuticals, which actually just mask the symptoms, FlexRx gets at the basis of the problem of arthritis, and that's the inflammatory process which causes pain. Reduce the inflammation, reduce the pain, animals more comfortable. 
Where can we get Flex RX? Your uh, favorite pet shops, retailers. Um, for a, a way to find somebody local, just go on to prolapsepets.com. There is a zip code locator, and it'll give you the uh, the address, uh, location of somebody who has it, who is wise enough to carry it near you. Very good. We'll link to that. All of this information over at the website at animalradio.com. Links to FlexRx. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. And let's take one for Alan Cable, our dog trainer here. And we have Annette. Hi, Annette. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? I love that southern draw. Virginia. Virginia. I love it. Well, what's going on? What's, what's happening with the dog? I understand you want to talk to our dog trainer, Alan Cable. Yes, I've got a two-year-old poodle that uh, continues to mark the ha- inside of the house, even though he goes outside to use the restroom. Well, um, you've had this dog since the dog was a little puppy? Yes, I have. I've had it since it's been six weeks old. Uh, male or female? Male. And uh, is the dog fixed? No, he's not. Yeah, well, see, that's a that's a big thing right there. Um one of the most important reasons to neuter a dog is because when you don't, they tend to mark their territory a lot more often and a lot more than dogs that are fixed um, because, you know, they have their parts, they have their hormones, they want to let other dogs know that's their territory, I'm protecting it, uh, I'm, I'm possessive over it, uh, I'm going to do what it takes to make sure that uh, you don't come into my space and... So the first thing that anybody should do when they're when they get a dog is is neuter the dog only because the odds of the animal or the dog marking territory is much greater when a dog is not neutered than when a dog is neutered. And when a dog is neutered, dogs mark territory for a variety of reasons and usually it's because the owner has somehow forced the dog to be the leader and defend territory so they will mark it. And they will mark, uh, some dogs will only mark one spot. Some dogs will mark various spots all over the house. It all depends on what got the dog to marking to begin with and also uh, the size of the territory. Dogs will usually just mark territory that they feel they can defend. They don't want to get too crazy and mark territory a mile away because they can't defend it. So they will hone in on the most important spaces and mark that. So if you have a dog that isn't fixed, you're probably going to have a problem with with a, a dog marking. Now, if you don't want to fix your dog and you want to stop the behavior, you've got to use something which I call, I like to focus in on it and be very intense on the behavior. And the way to do that is you have to, for about, I don't know, two, three days, maybe a week, you have to actually keep the dog on a leash by your leg the whole time or confine the dog to a space so that he can only go to the bathroom in that space. And you've got to make a real quick correction while it's happening. You've got to catch him in the act. If you don't catch him in the act, it does absolutely no good. If you get mad at him after he's done it, it does no good. A lot of people think dogs do this stuff because they're being spiteful or they're mad at them for some reason. That is not the reason. Dogs don't get mad. Dogs don't have spite. They don't do things for spite. They don't have those human emotions. Dogs do things that dogs do. And dogs mark territory to let other dogs know that they're there. And another thing people should know about dog urine is that while it's gross to us, dogs find it very...
very interesting. They get a lot of information from dog urine. They learn all about what sex the other dog is, if the other dog is healthy, how old the other dog is, all kinds of things they learn from uh, urine. So they're very, they're very interested in it. <laughs> so that's basically what you have to do. And you got to clean it up, too, with an enzyme cleaner or some sort of really good cleaner. you got to clean it over and over again so the dog can't smell it, or he'll just keep visiting the same spots, marking them over and over again. Okay. So that's basically your... Oh, I appreciate your call. You have a wonderful day. Thanks, Annette, for your call. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to the Dream Team here at Animal Radio. I have the um, the, the version of the neutered male dogs that like to mark, not so much in the house, but um, they follow each other outside. It's great because they do a circle. And the first one pees... And they all follow and pee in the same spot. And then the one that started out first will go back until they're just peeing dust. Nothing else is coming out. You know, the leg goes up and, and, and maybe a half a drop, um, you know, falls to the floor. That's another reason why dogs start to mark sometimes because you bring another dog in the house or they get scared of something or you bring a new chair in the house. Their situation changes. An insecure dog can start marking for lots and lots of reasons. And usually it's a change in routine because it makes them anxious makes them fearful. And a secure dog, you'll notice some dogs will, uh, you know, you have a visitor come, and, and some dogs might, they might actually mark the visitor, and another dog might actually mark the visitor's car. And the dog that's confident and, and powerful will mark the visitor's car. The dog that's kind of timid and afraid, he'll mark the actual visitor. <laughs> well, then I got a question about that then. <laughs> That'll so, cut down on visitors. Yeah, I sure will. Breed-wise, that also works breed-wise, correct? Because I noticed, um, you know, being doing this as long as I've had, that terriers, which have a, you know, very um, powerful personality, seem to want to mark a lot more than a lot of other breeds. Um, and Little I mean, dogs will mark, which, which, in general, little dogs mark more than big dogs. And while it may appear that terriers have a powerful personality the little dogs are more apt to be afraid and fearful and anxious because people treat them differently you know human beings treat small dogs like they're they can break and big dogs like whoa there's a big dog a lot of behaviors that people exhibit towards dogs they don't realize they're doing you know they don't realize they're feeling and thinking these things and when you feel and think, oh, I gotta take care of this dog, it's a little dog, somebody could hurt it, well, that filters right down to the dog. They get that. They feel that. Mm. It makes them nervous, makes them anxious, makes them insecure. Don't look at me like that. I think that's what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Big show on the way. Puxatawney Phil in trouble. Uh, we'll What'd he do? Be, well, we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, well, Uh-oh. we'll find out. It, it appears that uh, he'll be up against the legal system here in the United States, and he could end up with the death penalty, is what no. they're saying. Oh. Oh, we'll Not find, surprised. We'll find out more about that a little later on in the show here. Well, Montana is about to become uh, known for, uh, I think, their roadkill uh, gourmet food. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new bill that's being uh, passed, and they're just waiting for the governor to sign it, where they could scrape that deer right off the road or whatever it is, and they could cook them up, serve it up, and make it a $5 special. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. <laughs> we'll also check in with the folks that uh, went to South by Southwest Festival, and they had the Cat Video Festival. This is where they showed hours of cat videos 
on a uh, festival just on just cat, on cat videos. videos, which wow. is you know you can spend a whole day online on YouTube just watching cat videos. Oh, you if can you spend want. a whole week. You know, I was gonna say that cat videos are cool. They really are. Well, they're like potato chips. You can't watch just one because no. then you see another little thing. Is like, oh, I gotta try that one. Oh, I want. Oh, look at this one. I gotta try this one. And then next, you know, three hours have gone by. Hey, we're gonna also answer your questions, Doctor Debbie, our veterinarian, answering your medical questions. A dog trainer, Alan Cable, dog father, Joey Volani, and animal communicator, Joey Turner. In fact, uh, let's go to the phones next. one 405 If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. That's for the Dream Team, Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and in this particular case, animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on? Um, in January, I had to let my baby go, and he was with me for 15 years, and... He, uh, I'm just, I'm just having a hard time getting past it. Okay, and what happened to him that you had to let him go? He was having, uh, he started out with Cushing's and eventually he had hip problems and the day I had to let him go, he couldn't stand up at all and I think he'd been down all day and he was just not himself and his vet, uh, his doctor even said that it was time to let him go. And okay. Um, Truman... Of course, first of all, he wants to say hello to you, and he needs you to know that everything you did to help him was absolutely perfect. He wouldn't have wanted you to do anything different than you did do, because he needs you to understand there wasn't something else you could have done to help him, and he also wants you to know that he's fine now. He shows me actually kind of dancing. If he were a human, he'd be doing a jig. And he's running now like he always has. He feels so fine. He said he's doing everything that he would have wanted to do later in his life if he had actually been able to. So he would really love it if you could feel good about for where he is instead of feeling bad about for where he isn't, which means not being with you. The other thing he wants to do is he would really want you to get another dog. People have been telling me that, but I just I haven't felt like it was the right thing to do right away because I don't I miss him and I don't want to get another dog because I miss him. He really thinks you need to. He thinks that it isn't so much that you miss him, which of course it is some of that, but he wants you to understand animals fill a place in your heart and in your life that pretty much nothing else can fill. And so part of what you're missing and part of what you're feeling so tragic about is that space being so empty, not having anything physical to share it with. So he thinks you should go out and get another dog. (laughs) So he's, he's happy? He's doing very well. He says, of course, he misses your physical self, but he also wants you to know that he is there. He said, of course, all animals are always present with their people after they leave their bodies, but he thinks that it bears saying again that he's 
always present and he hears everything you say. He hears all your tears. He feels all your sadness. He came to me in a dream that he was his normal self in my in the dream I had. Yes. He says that's an easy way for him to come to you is in your dreams. And he's really wanting you to promise him you'll get another dog. Yeah, well, he's, he was an American Eskimo, and so I want to get another Eskimo if I do. He says, when I do. that's okay. He doesn't care what yeah. kind, just one that'll fill your heart. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a special boy. He was perfect. my very first dog by myself as an adult. So He says, and remember, he's always going to love you. <laughs> I hope that answers some questions for you there, Sherry. Yes, it did. Hey, thanks for your call. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Hey, dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Times are tough for Tokyo's 160,000 restaurants, but one tavern owner, Kayabuki, says business is booming at his place, and he owes it all to his waiters who are monkeys. Kayabuki said it all started when he handed a pet monkey a hot towel and the monkey handed it to a customer. Now his two monkeys are happily working as waiters to enthusiastic customers who tip the monkeys with soybeans and peanuts. The monkeys love their work, but by law they're only allowed to work two hours a day, and for health reasons they have to wear clothes. The monkey waiters are attracting customers from all around the globe. One patron was quoted as saying they were better than most human waiters. Another patron said the monkeys were cute, like his kids, but they were better listeners than his kids. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are f- to Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, Judy is screening your calls at one 405 8405 Last week I mentioned something that anybody could get through. Yes. And now to, today nobody can get through. So if you have a question... Maybe you could hold off till next week or something. Stop it. <laughs> I quit. I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing. You know, I, I mentioned this last week and I'll mention it again. You are the hardest working producer in show business. You do a great job. You book an amazing show and you, you hear it every week. People call and they say that they absolutely love the show. And you know who's the big behind behind the big yeah, behind? It's not easy it's being me. Judy Francis there, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. You give her a lot of crap, though. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I do yeah, give her a lot I, of crap. I think it's funny when a guy steps too far over the line, how he tries to recover, how he tries to backpedal <laughs> and apologize. Uh, I'm not buying what he's selling. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to the phones here in just a second, but I wanted to bring this up about Puxitani Phil, because this is, this is, it's upsetting. It's very upsetting, more upsetting the conversation about us eating dogs that we had a few minutes ago. This is uh, about Puxitani Phil, who comes out, every, I forget the date, every, February, what is it, February 2nd, I believe Is it, it February is. 2nd? Yes. Comes out and predicts the forecast. Everybody's watching. The whether cameras, it's going to be six whether, more weeks of winter or if spring has sprung. And what is it? If he, if he sees the shadow, right? Yeah. What, what, what Alan? That's bogus. This is bogus. 
focus. The humans dragged the poor little thing out, and now they're trying to blame him. They're trying to pin the blame on him because <laughs> they said they said there was going to be spring. The 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 what is his name? Puxatani. What's his face is playing poker in there, not bugging anybody. And they drag his little butt out, and then they say that there's going to be spring now, and they're wrong. And suddenly they're pinning the blame on him. Well, what let, is that? Let, let me let me bring you up to date. Here's the story. This came out in today's paper. Authorities in still frigid Ohio have issued an indictment against the famed groundhog who predicted an early spring. Of course, spring arrived a couple of weeks ago and temperatures are still hovering in the 30s in the Buckeye State and much of the Northeast. While it's not the coldest spring on record, it certainly is not the forecast that Puxatani Phil had predicted. So the heat's on. He's been charged, and this is Phil, Puxatani Phil, been charged with misrepresentation of spring, a felony against the peace and dignity of the state of Ohio. There's so what are they going to do to well, him? Prosecutor Mike Moser. I can't believe there's actually a prosecutor that's being paid <laughs> to indict Puxatani Phil. There's your tax dollars. He says that uh, the penalty could be death. A death penalty. No. Puxatani oh, we've Phil. got to stand up and, and we can't let <laughs> do, this happen. Do you know? Yes. Um, this is, uh, you know, I'm gonna, this is, goes out to everyone who took that poor little guy to court, okay, or, or, or put a judgment on him. Yeah. You're all a bunch of idiots, okay? Yes. This is supposed to be yeah. all fun and games here, and you know what? They ruin everything. Come on. Yeah, gonna, I mean, who would waste their time? What kind of an attorney would take a case like that? That's what I want to know, because that's the idiot that should be strung <laughs> up. If you're willing to take a case like that, you're an idiot. Did, did you see that they want to put a tax on email now? They're talking about putting a tax on email now how long is it going to be before they tax your walking your steps and your You're breathing, breathing every yeah. time you swallow when, when are they going to sue uh, sandy you know when are they going to sue hurricane sandy threaten well, her with death i heard they're going to tax um puxatani phil that's what i heard you know what's upsetting is this picture i wish this was tv i want to hold the picture up to the microphone so you can see it here Poor Puxatani Phil in a mug shot. Looks awful. He looks like Pee Wee Herman when Pee Wee Herman was arrested, except he has buck teeth. He does have buck teeth. So there you go. Let's hit the phones. one 405 8405 Do you forgive me? Yes, I forgive you. <laughs> I don't know, Judy. You might have caved in too soon. You think so? I should have played it out a little bit longer, Joy. Hold out. Make him give you presents. Yeah. Oh, we're going shopping after the show. Jewelry's always a good thing. Yeah. Let's take another call for Dr. Debbie. We have Jim on the phones. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? Great. How about yourself? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Camarillo, California. Oh, lovely Camarillo. We lo- used to be in my home. Used to, I love that place. It's like far enough out of the city. You know what I mean? It's beautiful. Nice and comfortable today. I bet it is. I have Dr. Debbie here. What's going on with your dog, cat, iguana? Parrot, flamingo. I don't have an iguana yet. It's a dog. It's a lopsilopsil, and it's. Uh, I spoke with you guys a while ago about uh, fleas, and I got rid of the fleas, but the fella's still itching, and I think it might be from the food, and I didn't know what kind of good food to give him that would get rid of the allergies or what have you for him. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the, the trick to this when we're talking about food allergies is it's, it's not as simple as just going to the grocery store and picking a different food off the shelf when it comes to food allergies. Um, there's, there's different ways that we can approach food allergies. The two big ways is we pick a diet, either picked um, one that it would be in what we call the hydrolyzed diet family. Um, the other is what we call the novel protein diet family. Um, so there's different ways. 
now I'll kind of briefly go over those. The hydrolyzed um, protein diet is similar to children that just can't take milk formula. So there's, they basically take the milk proteins and they break them up into smaller pieces so that they can still take the milk and have formula, but their immune system doesn't react to it. So this is what they do with this type of dog food as well. So um, it's a way of kind of tricking their immune system. So say a dog is allergic to chicken, they can still eat a chicken-based protein if it's hydrolyzed. So it's kind of a sneaky way. Um, but that's something you would have to see your veterinarian for. There are a couple um, hydrolyzed diets out on the market um, by different manufacturers. And those are by far one of the more direct ways to figure out and to capture those dogs that are uh, potentially food allergic. Now, the other way that I mentioned is called novel protein diets. And that used to be the good old lamb and rice we used to think, you know, decades ago was a great novel protein that dogs just hadn't seen it. But we know that isn't necessarily the case now, and it's actually everywhere. So novel protein diets can work, and after a couple years, a dog can actually get sensitive to that protein. It's no longer new. They're used to it. So then we may have to switch to something different. And these diets are, and again, they're more than just going to the food um, at the grocery store and saying, oh, I'm going to pick a uh, venison-based diet now because there's still different ingredients within those diets. So this, too, you would want to work with your veterinarian to help pick a food. Um, some you know, different manufacturers, uh, Purina, Royal Canin, Hills, Iams, a lot of these companies, they have diets that may be based in newer proteins, things like venison, uh, kangaroo, duck, a rabbit. Um, so that might be the protein source that we're looking at. Um, whichever way we go, we need to make a commitment for a couple months with a diet and staying faithful to it, not giving treats, not giving human foods or other types of snacks um, around um, at that time. But that after about eight weeks, maybe 12 weeks, um, if we see an overall improvement in the itching and the skin skin symptoms, then we know we're heading the right way and we found a, a dog that has um, food allergy. So, And it is very common. So, you know, Lhasa Apta, I would say, yeah, definitely. We see a lot of these guys that can have that. It, they may still also have other types of allergies, inhaling allergies as well. Um, but if you can help uh, control this one thing, um, you may go a long way to help your pet, you know, prevent their itching problems down the road. Can I ask you one more question? Uh-huh, I, got, sure. I got cats, right? You said inhalant allergies. Would the cat litter make them itch? You know, could he be allergic to cats? He could be allergic to the cat litter. He could be allergic. Dogs can be allergic to just about anything we can. And I've actually had dogs that we've done allergy testing on, and they test that they respond and they're allergic to cats, but they're also allergic to human dander. So what are you going to do? Holy cow. You you might say, uh, you know, don't have a cat if your dog is allergic, but they can be allergic to you. So what are you going to do then? Exactly. Thank you. All right. Okay. Cool. What'd you call that hydro? What thing? That food? Hydrolyzed. H y d r o lyzed. Yeah. All right. I'll check with um, my vet and deal with that then. Okay. Well, good luck with that, and and let us know how things turn out. Uh, we love to hear those follow up calls. I guess this is Dr. Will. Debbie. Thank you so much for calling, Jim. We appreciate it, and give that baby a pat on the head. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in spring. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at pet shops, 
retailers, or visit ProLabsPets.com. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaAndChewy's.com. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs Made with Raw USDA Inspected Meat. It's raised naturally, no added hormones, no antibiotics. The official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. They also have a cat food, an amazing cat food. And uh, brand new flavors of dog food, too. What They have the rabbit and the venison. They have simply venison and absolutely rabbit. Check it out at StellaandChewy's.com. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much from Warren, Michigan. Warren, Michigan. Well, welcome. What's going on? Uh, well, it's cold, number one, up here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the big thing is I have a 13-year-old chow spitz mix. We got him as a puppy down in South Carolina from a guy. Um, I wrapped him in my jacket because he was wet. Uh, my wife swears up and down that's the reason he's attached. Now, we've had some behavior issues in the aspect of he's a very grumpy dog. He reminds you of grumpy old men. Uh, the, the reason I, I called was because uh, we have a bed that's a little high for him. He can't get up on the bed. So the big thing is, is whenever my wife or I, um, if, if he tries on himself to get on the bed, he will literally just slam into the side. Now, he will not learn that he cannot get up there by himself. But yet if we try to help him, he grumbles, growls, uh, not bites us, but definitely, you know, grumbles at us and, and, you know, not like snarls, but definitely turns his head. Oh, okay, Crystal says, my wife says she had been bitten before. But he will not, he always gets grumpy us helping him at all. He is fiercely independent, and we don't know what to do. I mean, he literally me, is so fiercely independent now. I, I have a couple questions. I have a couple questions for you. Has, has, is this a human bed? Is this a regular bed, or is this a dog bed? What kind of bed it's is this? a human bed. We have right, a chair he... beside his, our bed. That he sleeps in, but he likes to be on our bed with us. All right. So how how has he slept in that bed his whole life? Uh, not this bed, but he slept with us his whole life. His whole life. And, and how is he when he's in bed with you? I have a couple of things I want to I want to talk to Doctor Debbie about as well because yeah, he's well, an older dog. 
And he, just so you know, he's an older dog, and, and if he's has he always acted like this when you try to help him up, or he used to get up on his own? Well, he's used to getting up on his own, but he's always been independent. He's always been my dog, so to speak. Um, we have noticed, though, we think he's losing his hearing. Now, I, I did have a vet years and years ago tell me that chows are, I don't know how true this is, that are one-person dogs, so to speak, and they'll tolerate yeah, everybody yep. else. They attach yep. themselves to yep. one person. And I, I've noticed that. <clears throat> My wife yep. does 90% of the stuff for him. She walks him and everything else. And she right, but the question, like, the question I have for you is, did he always, how, how, how long have you helped him up onto the bed, and has he growled ever since you started? Just started growling, and we've probably been helping him up probably about, what would you say, three okay. months, Crystal? About three months. All right, you months. know, he's he's 13 years old, and I would speculate, just, just right off the top of my head, I've got a couple of things, but he might feel pain. There might be pain when you pick him up, because he is old, and when dogs get old, you know, they get all kinds of different ailments, just like people do. They get arthritis in right. their joints, and they, they get all kinds of pain, so it might actually be hurting him when you pick him up, and he's giving you a warning, and I know Dr. Debbie could probably step in and tell you a lot of yeah. what goes on physically in a dog that old's life and that's what jeff definitely i'm 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 hearing him tell me through his behavior that he's in pain and there's definitely in a in a doggy in the double digits especially a middle to large breed dog we gotta look at the possibility of pain and arthritis that could be causing him not only to have problems missing with that jump but also having discomfort now sounds like he may be kind of a crabby fella but you know crabby dogs feel pain too so um i would certainly advocate you know see your vet there's a couple things that we would do that are fairly simple for pain control and if we can't prove it or you don't want to go through a lot of tests to prove it you know and doug his age i have no problem we talk about palliative care and we want to look at quality of care so you know we want to make him feel good so i might use something like uh, tramadol or gabapentin right. for pain control right. um, i'm a nurse so i, I, know, I know about the, the Good. And then add in a joint support. And then if we have some current blood work, then I will even add in as a, a kind of a multimodal management, I'll add in a non-steroidal for pain control, if it's appropriate for the pet's health. And using those things will really um, give us the best effort that we're controlling his, um, you know, our osteoarthritic pain. The other thing, just for a senior pet that's having problems getting into the bed, I am a huge fan of getting those inexpensive foam doggy steps. Okay. It may be one way you could empower him to you know, maybe not have to get that hands-on and assisting right. him, but give him the means that's to get up there idea. on his cell. That's a great well, idea. Now, is, is it true that chows are one-person dogs, so to speak? I mean, yeah, they pr- you know what? That's... Side of the bed and she wants to get him a move. He'll get and grumble and just like, rah, 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 you know, at him, at, you know, at night. Yeah, well, you know, the, the thing, that, that is very true. I mean, chows are, they're more like cats than they are like dogs. And, and there are actually stories you can find on the Internet about chows that, that people try to give them away, and they will literally die trying to find their way back to he the original owner. right down in West Virginia, you know. and he actually bit the guy when I tried to give him, so we had to keep him. <laughs> yeah, they're very they're very unique dogs. They they really are. They they're like parrots. They bond to one person and that's it. But you know, just for you for common knowledge besides pain, I want you to slow down with that dog and watch the dog's behavior. When dogs get aggressive, it's because they're stressed. It's always okay. due to stress. And so they're giving warnings to people. A lot of people think, oh, he just turned around and he nipped at me. No, there'll be about three or four warnings you'll get unless you've taught the dog not to warn. Like some people will, will teach a dog not to growl, that it's bad to growl. And growling is useful. You know, whenever dogs make sounds or gestures, it's very useful because it lets you know that the dog is stressed and you can definitely make an adjustment 
<clears throat> to your behavior to, to de-stress the dog. You just step back for a minute. And, and, and a dog's form association. So even though you can't pick him up because he's in pain, you can get close to him and you can help him if you do it slowly and if you teach him that it's going to be a positive experience and not a negative experience. And okay. treats are a great way to do that. Affection is a great way to do that. And you have to be patient and do it slowly over time so that the dog now associates your actions with pleasure and, and fun and good. Okay. Well, I know, I know he is spoiled rotten. I will tell you that. During the 13 years, this dog, uh, my wife actually treats him better than she treats me. Uh, <laughs> he, he's definitely not not missing for affection, I assure you that. But he, he's never, ever really wanted to be picked up in general. Uh, you know, but I'm saying it's just gotten worse. That's the big thing, you know. Yeah, he, well, he, mo- honestly, most dogs don't like to be picked up. They don't really? like it. He's not well, a yeah, they don't dog, like when like they- a lot of dogs I've seen. They, they get used to it because of what I just said. Like, in other words, right. dogs don't like to be hugged because they feel threatened, but okay. they get used to it because it becomes pleasurable with certain people, like people in their family, their pack. And so they don't like to be picked up because all four legs are off the ground. It's a helpless feeling. But they can get used to it if they associate it with pleasure. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all so much, and I'm going to get the phone steps. That's an awesome idea. Thank you so much, and I love your show. Thank you. We love you. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll free to the Dream Team. Our zoo crew consists of Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. Hey, it's Vinny Penn on Animal Radio coming to you with the party animal segment. I'm, I'm, I know I'm way late in this one, but I still can't get over it. Uh, seeing in the news a ways back, I think it was at one point in March, a big story going on about people who were leaving everything to their pets. The new, new movement in their wills, they were leaving everything to their pets. And is, is that allowable? Should you be able to do it? Uh, or maybe it was a local story to my neck of the woods, Connecticut, but I don't think so. But if it is new to you, or if you do know it, what are your thoughts on this, leaving everything to your pet? I, on the one hand, the miserable, bitter 41-year-old me loves it because it's like you're sticking it to so You're sticking it to your brother. Or you're sticking it to your sister. You're sticking it to your spouse. Like, I hereby leave everything to Rover. So take that. My 22-year-old beagle gets everything. You get nothing. But then there's another part of me that's keenly aware of the fact that that the people who are leaving everything to their pets are, like, in love with the dog and just want the world to know how much they love them. And can the dog comprehend the real estate market, how much he can get for the house, I mean, is the dog going to put the the house for sale um, and stand out in front? And would he be able to throw an open house? I don't know. Where does it go from there? Then again, what other pets are you leaving everything to? Are you leaving it to the cat? I mean, cats are territorial as it is. I got a gut feeling cats, they're sharp creatures. They'll know, like, this is mine. So when that pissed off sibling comes in and decides to ignore the wishes of the deceased, everybody's got a sibling who ignores the wishes of the deceased, especially when it's a parent. And they come in and say, screw that. You know, this was mommy's and I'm taking it, even though she left it to you. 
That cat is going to drop on her back from the ceiling like a ninja. Never let her out of the house with grandma's necklace. Leaving everything to your pet? You left your brain. Leave your brain to your pet. Donate your organs. Major or... Well, then again, anybody who's going to do that, what good is that brain? Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's being there for my customers. It's lending a hand at any hour. And it's having my coworkers' backs day or night. You work hard to earn your money, and we're here to help you keep more of it. TurboTax has experts available to answer your questions by phone or live chat, so you get the answers you need and every penny you deserve. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Try it free at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. That's the sound of Selsun Science wiping out dandruff. Introducing Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Feel it get to the root of dandruff and gently whisk scalp irritation away with soothing vitamins B5, E, and essential oils. Now when you style your hair, it feels oh so good to the touch. New Selsun Blue Sensitive Scalp. Science for your scalp. Use as directed. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, a fisherman who hauled in a bull shark off the Florida Keys made a shocking discovery. He cut open the female to find it was carrying two live fetuses. One of the baby sharks had two heads. He gave the two-headed fish to scientists who now say it's the first case of a two-headed bull shark and one of only about a half dozen recorded cases of two-headed sharks anywhere in the whole world. A report was in uh, an edition of the Journal of Fish Biology. A wildlife expert has finally identified the so-called mystery animal that was found dead in Maine. It's an extremely rare white eastern coyote. And a biologist by the name of Scott Lindsay told the Bangor Daily News that measurements of the animal's bones, the condition of its teeth, and the bottle brush tail were very consistent with a coyote. He said the animal found dead under the porch of a house is certainly not a wolf, and it's uh, nothing that leads him to believe that it was a domestic animal. Dogs are vanishing in one part of Idaho, and police don't even have a clue where they're going. USA Today reports about 40 dogs have gone missing over the past few months near Twin Falls in southern Idaho. Lisa Kaufman, the state's director of the Humane Society of the U.S., says that somebody is coming around 
and they're plucking animals out of people's yards. Missing dogs range from a tiny chihuahua to Great Danes, German Shepherds, Pit Bulls, Golden Retrievers. The society is offering a $5,000 reward right now for anybody that has any information to help solve this mystery. Well, this is kind of a weird thing. There's this woman who has a bad taste in her mouth. (laughs) There's a reason why she's got a bad taste in her mouth. She tried to smuggle tadpoles on a flight uh, out of China. The Chinese news network, Southern Media Network, reports that workers at an airport security checkpoint found a woman who was carrying a bottle of liquid uh, with her luggage, you know, is it, it was in the carry-on luggage. And when they told her she would have to get rid of the liquid before boarding, the woman poured the bottle's contents into her mouth. Officials noticed that she refused to swallow. And they said, hey, spit that out right now. Well, it turns out the woman had the bottle filled with tadpoles that were reportedly given to her by a friend. Officials made her throw out the bottle and the tadpoles before she was allowed to pass through security. I, you know, what's the big deal with the tadpoles? Why were they? I, I, you know, I don't understand that at all. What, um, what are Chinese tadpoles rare? Can you get a lot of money for Chinese tadpoles? And um, can you imagine having them swim around in your mouth while you're sitting there? And then they tell you to spit them out, and they see all. Oh my God! Wouldn't you like to be behind her in line? That's uh, oh, I can't even imagine. Anyway, and what was her breath like afterwards? I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. Ribbit. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? <laughs> I didn't think so. Scoop Free is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. Okay, everybody, so Jim is going to take us all through the company's plans for marketing, sales, and manufacturing for the next five years across every facet of our global business. Then, we'll break for lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings. Jim? Okay. Um, growth. Ha! Great presentation, Jim. Thank you. Lunch, everybody? Lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings. Amazing burgers, deliciously hot wings, and great sports. That's a lunch you can't wait to get to. <laughs> Who wants more wings? Oh, yeah! <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Some nights I can't get to sleep. Some nights I can't stay asleep. With Unisom, I can do both. Unisom sleep tabs are clinically proven to help you fall asleep 33% faster and keep you asleep longer so you get a more restful night's sleep. Made with an ingredient not found in other leading sleep aids, Unisom sleep tabs are safe and non-habit forming. Just one pill takes the uncertainty out of bedtime, giving you the sleep you need. So I wake up ready to go. Unisom sleep tabs. Fall asleep faster. Sleep longer. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's juggling school and work. It's paying my dues on the job. And it's pulling all-nighters when I need to. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. 
Pet Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give away this Frolic Cat Bundle now. Is that okay, Judy? Let's do it. Okay. Cat lovers, listen up. The Frolic Cat Bundle includes the Frolic Cat Bolt, which is your interactive laser toy. The Frolic Cat Twitch, which uh, has a little enticing teaser toy. It bounces it around. And the Frolic Cat Dart, which is an automatic rotating laser light. All of these things can work with you there or without you there. So your little fur kitties can play with their lasers during the day while you're at work. It has a timer. You can just it, set it. it. Yes, it does. But I encourage you to play it with them because I've had hours of fun with this toy here. <laughs> just watching the laser light going around and trying to, to catch that laser. I never get that damn laser. But it's you know what the bad thing about this is is, the, is that dogs love it too and they don't say it. Um, I have a dog that will, will chase that laser light all over the room. These are some pretty cool looking toys too. We saw them at uh, the last Super Zoo and they look like Apple made them. They're really just uh, they're not the, they're the kind of toys that you'd have lying around your house and you wouldn't worry about that. They look nice on your coffee table. They do. Decoration. Yeah. The website is frolicat.com, F-R-O-L-I-C-A-T.com. We'll link to it from animalradio.com. And let's go ahead and give away that Frolicat bundle right now at 1-866-405-8405. On the phone joining us is Scott Stulin. I'm not sure where he fits into this picture here, but at South by Southwest, they have the first ever Internet Cat Video Festival, where they just watch probably hours of cat videos. And uh, we welcome Scott to the show. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. What was your involvement with the cat videos? Well, basically, it started actually last August, and myself and my collaborator, Katie Hill, came up with this idea to do a cat video festival. Why? Um, actually, at the Walker <laughs> Art Center in Minneapolis. Why? Um, we thought it would be a fun idea, <laughs> and and you know obviously the cat videos are a big thing on the internet, and, and we really were kind of interested in, in what would happen if we took this experience that most people have like on their phone or on on a laptop, and what would happen if we kind of brought a whole bunch of people together and did it out kind of in in real life and showed a bunch of cat videos. Uh, in a different type of setting. So did you expect and, about um, 10 people to honestly, show up? we thought it would be a really small thing. Yeah. And we put out a call for nominations for the festival, and we ended up getting 10,000 nominations that came in for it. Whoa. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. 10,000 nominations for, for different videos? Correct. Okay. Yep. So we basically we yeah. set up a Google form and asked people to nominate videos that already existed on YouTube okay. um, that were out there, and anybody could send in nominations, and we ended up getting 10,000 from all over the world. So we spent last summer going through 10,000 cat videos, and wow. from that, putting together a compilation of about 80 that we showed at this event last August. How many people showed up at the event? Um, over 10,000. Wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> and it, it became the biggest event uh, in the history of the Walker Arts Center, both in attendance and also in uh, the press that we generated from the event. And since the event, we've uh, been touring it around the country. What is with our curiosity for cat videos? Why, why do you yeah. think that it's become so prevalent on the Internet? It's, I think it's a combination of things. I mean, obviously, people love their pets and people enjoy cats. And I think there's something about the subject where, uh, like, dogs may perform for the camera. Cats seem to not really care. <laughs> and I think there's a different kind of relationship there. I also think there's, it's very easy to kind of put personality onto cats in, within the videos. And I think anything like this that goes online that generates um, this type of attention, the meme kind of starts to carry forward. But, you know, the one thing I think that's really interesting about this whole experience uh, is that thinking about 
while dog owners have like dog parks, take their dogs for walks, have a lot of this kind of social engagement mm-hmm. with other dogs and and out in in public. Most cat owners, it's more the, the cat is in the home, and they really don't have that uh, interaction. So, in some ways, the internet has become the cat park, and I think that's been that's another thing that kind of has been driving the interest. I understand there's more copycat festivals on the way. <laughs> there is, there is. Uh, there's been uh, several. We actually we did a presentation at South by Southwest, as you mentioned, and also screened some of the videos, and then. Um, over the course of the next couple of months, the next one's going to be in Oakland on uh, May 11th, and then we're going to be in Portland this summer, and then the next big uh, event will be uh, in Minneapolis next August. We're already taking nominations for the next one. And is that the Cat and Dance? going to be at the Minnesota State Fair. And that's the Cat Dance um, Film no, Festival? Cat Dance is actually uh, is one of the copied cat festivals oh. that uh, uh, Tiny Cat uh, started. Are there any sponsors coming on board for this? I would think that you'd have the uh, all the dog or the cat foods and all litters <laughs> and yeah. We actually for the next festival, uh, Animal Planet is our primary sponsor for it. So they're they they've been our partner from the beginning and it's been a, a really uh, wonderful kind of alignment with them. Do you have any cats, Scott? Um, I currently don't right now, which makes I feel embarrassed to admit that. <laughs> but uh, I think I think that's in the plans coming up. Is there a website we can learn more? Absolutely. Uh, the website for it is uh, walkerart.org slash catvidfest. And it's all the information. And, of course, Uh-oh. we'll link to it from... Uh, <laughs> is it one of the dog heard of there was a cat interview? He's <laughs> all over there. We'll link to that from <laughs> animalradio.com. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, he makes a, makes a good point there. There's no cat parks. We also need an old guy with green uh, golf pants park, you know, up to the armpits park. <laughs> Where old guys can go who have no wastes anymore. <laughs> I thought every park was one of those. <laughs> the numbers are one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Write that down. You might not need it today, but you might need it sometime this week. You want to talk to the veterinarian, the dog trainer, dog father Joey Volani, or animal communicator Joy Turner. I think there's another one for Joy. Is that correct? Janie joining us. Hi, Janie. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I need to talk to Joy about my dog, Marley. Go ahead. Hey, Joy, my dog, Marley, is uh, in the truck with me, and I know he doesn't like to be here a lot, but um, I want him to know that uh, we're going home in three or four days and that I will leave him at home so he'll quit worrying about it because I can see he's worrying. Okay, and actually, yes, Janie, he is concerned about being out for, like, ever, and so let me explain to you what you can do so that you can let him know in a way that he's going to understand when exactly he's going home. Dogs often don't understand things like days or weeks or months or years. So uh-huh. what you can do instead is choose a natural cycle. For instance, I often suggest choose the number of times the sun goes up, for instance. So you would say three times when the sun comes up, we'll be going home or something like that to him. And he'll get that. And the other thing I want to explain to you is don't try to talk to him where his body is physically located. You want to talk to him inside your own mind. And you could, for instance, see a picture of him in your mind and say to that picture, Marley, we're going to be headed home three times when the sun comes up. That day we'll be going home. And he also wants to know... He gets that you take him with you for the company, but he wants to know why sometimes, why not sometimes. Oh, because I I know he gets homesick and he misses the other dog, and I think that he wants to stay home sometimes to play with the dog. He does like the other dogs. It does draw him home, he says, and 
he says he's kind of honored that you get to take him with you, but could you maybe think about taking one of the other dogs sometimes? Yeah, that is my second question. I would, We have a dog at home. Her name is Coda. I'd like to know if Coda would go with me next time. Oh, she would love to. Oh, my gosh. She's about jumping through my head. She would love to go. She thinks it is so fabulous. She especially oh. likes it when the window's down in the truck so she gets to smell all the different air smells. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Flex RX. Like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face. FlexRx doesn't just mask the symptoms, it restores natural joint function. FlexRx, available at pet shops and retailers across the country. And ladies and gentlemen, I am so proud to have the probably the best groomer in the country right here on Animal Radio, the dog father. Was that arthritis or arthritis? I think my mother, they told me my mother was in bed once with arthritis, and um, I went in there, I didn't see arthritis, though. I'm ready to go. Okay. Do you remember the days when um, people would wash their dogs, like, maybe twice, four times a year? Then it went to, um, you know, every month, and now I'm getting questions about washing your pet every day. And if you listen to this show, you know I've said that under a lot of controversy with a lot of people, that you can wash your pet every single day as long as you're using the right product. And I stand by that 100%. But I get a lot of people who are still very skeptical about that, but also want to be able to bathe their pet maybe more than the occasional once a month. And um, they're looking for alternatives. Um, number one, if you use the right product, um, you're not going to have any problems. And that's a, a good quality pet shampoo that you can buy and, and the, the best place to buy something like that is probably your local grooming salon because they can talk to you about what works best for your pet's coat but if you can't wait to do that there's some alternatives um, and not all of it is is, um, is, is water based um, my favorite and again if you listen to the show you've heard me say this before just cornstarch um, cornstarch in my mind is you know probably one of the best things mainly because it's non-toxic you don't have to worry about irritation you're going to sprinkle it on your dog or cat, you're going to brush it through, and what that's going to help do is absorb all the dirt and oil, and, and as, as you keep brushing it, it's going to fall down to onto either a towel or onto the floor if you don't put nothing down, but then you'll have a mess, so put something under your pet, and um, you'll get a, a much cleaner result. For someone who wants a little bit more, when you want something that's a little bit closer to bathing your pet, go out and get yourself a pet-based conditioner. And I say pet-based conditioners because sometimes the um, ones that, that, that we use for our hair, um, they have a lot of fillers in them that will weigh down your pet's coat. And if you have a hard-coated dog like a, like a terrier that has a wiry coat, sometimes it doesn't blend real good and you, you'll, you'll get some kind of texture issue, issues there where it might be a little too soft um, for some people. Some people like it that way, and if you do, then go that route. But if you get a good quality pet conditioner, and instead of using the um, soap, you use the conditioner run it through, rinse it out, and that'll help remove the dirt and oil, probably the next best thing um, to a good shampooing. And if you do that, I'm going to tell you this, there's a, there's a real positive to that what we're finding out now. The more that your pet is conditioned, the quicker they dry. And the reason why that is, is when you wash a dog or a cat, what ends up happening is, is you open up the hair shaft because it's clean now. And what it does is it opens up the cuticle, which is, you know, basically on, on the base that goes down into the skin itself. You want to condition that to close it. But if you're conditioning your pet constantly, that's going to stay healthy. It's going to stay closed. So what happens is nothing can go in and penetrate even the water. So conditioning your pet routinely doesn't 
been hurt. One thing, and I cannot stress this enough, there's very few products out there that'll work the same way if you don't break it down. So if it says to break it down 5 to 1, 10 to 1, 15 to 1, you want to do the follow the directions, what it says, so you have no problems. And that's my tip of the week. Very good. Uh, be sure to check out Joey's new line of products over at his website at joeyvolani.com. And, of course, the, it was a Christmas tree store? The Christmas tree Christmas store. Christmas tree stores right now, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Merry Christmas. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Amy. Hey, Amy. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for uh, having me on. <laughs> where, where are you calling from today? Uh, calling from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, how very beautiful. Are you listening on XM or is it WEEU? What station? Uh, WEEU. I love those guys. They love the animals. <laughs> Dr. Debbie's right here. What's going on? Her thoughts are on uh, a raw diet for your dog. I was just introduced to this concept by my groomer and just mm-hmm. wanted to see what your thoughts were. Yeah. Now, is it for any particular reason, or um, well, my dog has intrigued? had um, some issues with uh, one ear, not both, um, being uh, a little more red. He'll start to get a little bit of um, buildup in it. I was mm-hmm. using some ointments and treating it that way, and that seemed to always take care of it. And so she just started talking about a raw diet for you know different conditions, and mm-hmm. and I didn't catch what kind of doggy you got. Uh, I have a little Westie, a West Highland Terrier. Oh, okay, beautiful. A lot of personality in those little oh, guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> they're fun. But uh, I'll have to say, uh, hearing that piece of information is very different because, yes, they are just horrible with allergies and skin disease in general. Um, and when I look at different breeds, um, I can pretty much count on if I see a Westie and it's coming for anything skin-related, we're going to have a very big allergy talk because um, they are just so prone to these problems. And, and it can be just something as simple as having ear infections or maybe an occasional rash um, or just tearing their skin out to you know to the bottom of their skin. It, it just varies quite a bit. So as far as, you know, I can't say that I necessarily embrace just a raw diet for this purpose. For me, I kind of go into this long spiel about um, food allergies. And uh, for me, it isn't, I don't treat that necessarily with raw diets. The way I treat that is by limiting uh, the ingredients. And that might be either through a limited ingredient diet. I usually use the prepared commercial ones that are um, in the veterinary grade lines, um, or I'll use a hydrolyzed uh, protein diet. Those are the, the ways that most veterinarians feel most comfortable with dealing with food allergies, and it's really based on the concepts of how pets respond to food allergens. So just because a food is raw doesn't mean they're not going to be allergic to it. So for me, I'd rather go to more the, the concept level of, of what the problem is. So if a pet's allergic to, say, chicken, well, yeah, obviously we're going to avoid that, but the problem is it's not easy to know what a dog is potentially allergic to. So we have to go on one of these elimination diets. Um, so um, the, the only other problem I'd have to say with, um, you know, doing your own, like, raw diets, um, you know, there's certainly the foodborne illness concern, as, you know, even with commercial food, we were, we're seeing with, um, you know, some of the salmonella concerns and prepared foods. Um, so that is an inherent concern um, I have with those. Um, also, just, uh, you know, some of the different uh, digestive concerns that we have along with that um, nutritional long-term effects with um, a home-prepared diet, um, a little bit variable. So I generally lean more towards the prepared commercial foods. Um, as far as allergies, would it be, could this be an allergic reaction even though, or response, even though it's just one ear? 
It's never Absolutely. Goes. You got it. It could be one ear that just kind of chronically has a problem. And um, for some breeds, um, I would say ears and rears for me are number one symptoms of uh, food allergy. So if we have an itchy butt, we have a lot of anal gland problems, or we have recurrent ear infections. Those are big reasons to address food allergies. Thank you so much for your call, Amy. Right. And Thank you uh, so much for your help. You're welcome. Hey, Patricia. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. What's up? My cat is in on all my clothes, my furniture, and I don't know what's wrong with him. I took him to the vet, got some um, antibiotics. I gave that to him, and he's still doing it. Okay. And do you have other kitties in the house, too? I have two, two male cats. They're like five years old. Okay. Now, so your, your vet put him on antibiotics. Did they do a urine test? Did they see something that had them concerned? He was uh, like peeing blood. So that's a big difference. So if we have a kitty who's peeing kind of indiscriminately all over the house and we don't have any clinical symptoms that tell us there could be an infection or a health problem, we're going to go a very different way. So with your kitty having blood in the urine, the first and foremost thing we have to do is address that medical part of things. And antibiotics may be one part of what we would do, but it's not the only thing. And the reason is because male cats are very susceptible to urinary blockages. So, and this is different than in female cats. Not that they don't get that, but in, in male cats, the urinary opening gets really, really narrow at the tip of the penis and the boy parts. Um, so when they get a little bit of sediment, a little bit of crystals that form in their urine, it isn't hard for them to get blocked and have a really serious emergency with being unable to urinate. So I would prefer to get a urine sample and look at that to see if we've got crystals. Or even better yet, we can get an x-ray and see, are there any crystals or stones that are showing up on an x-ray? Um, because that will help us decide how aggressively we need to treat your baby. So we can do all the changes in the world and trying to move litter boxes and change things, but the honest truth I'm going to tell you is you are uh, losing time to try to help him medically, and we're going to be wasting your efforts on those things. So for your baby, I would certainly get a urine sample. I would check him for an infection and prove if he has that or not, and then prove if he has maybe more of the stress bladder that some cats can get. And then from there, you know, we would treat medically for what we find and then talk about doing those some litter changes in the house. And um, in the litter box situation you got right now, you got two cats. So tell me about the litter that you have. How many boxes? Where are they located? I have one box. It's in the bathroom upstairs. All right. So for two cats in the household, the general guideline that we want for effective avoiding a, a litter box problem is you want to have one plus the number of cats in the house. So that means you really ought to have three litter pans. And not only do we want three litter pans, but we want different locations. So if you have a bi-level house, different floors, you need to have a location on each floor. And then the other thing we would do is make sure you got enough litter in there. So you need about an inch and a half of litter to really make them comfortable with their litter box. And if you have a cover, toss the cover because cats don't like that. That's how you bake the litter box so it's more favorable. Yeah, And and definitely, let's get that kitty back to the vet and make sure we do follow up and make sure that blood is gone and there's not something else we need to be dealing with there. Thank you so much. I appreciate your your time. Well, I don't think we could fit more fun into two hours than we did today. I mean, what did we learn? We learned about uh, iguanas having two penises. We learned that Puxatani (laughs) Phil is in trouble with the law. And uh, he could be facing the death penalty. We have to speak up. We have to stop this. Uh, Don't forget, you can head on over to the website to get more Animal Radio if you missed any part of today's show, you can grab a podcast or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Good.
good app to have if you need to have a good app. And of course, check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. BFFs. We'll link to that from AnimalRadio.com. It's up on Amazon, but we have the link over at Animal Radio. Have yourself a great week. All right, buddies. I love you guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Goodbye. I'll start more trouble next week. This is Animal Radio Network.